Today's video is brought to you by Escape the Invasion. Hey brother! Jay, as ever, I am always on the lookout for like some cool new Harry Potter merch. So when I found out they had released a Marauders collection on the Noble collection, I was like, Yes! Now, to be fair, James, Sirius, and Lupin's wands have all been available already for a while, but finally, we were going to get a look at Wormtail's wand. And guys, I have to tell you, and I hate to say it, but I am outraged. I mean, seriously, just look at this thing. Look at the snake. Does this remind you of Wormtail even at all? He looks mousy. He can turn into a rat. He is a traitor. Like what gives with this design? He was not in Slytherin. It is okay to have a bad Gryffindor. So can we please stop associating this dirt bag with the lovely folks over there in Slytherin? We get enough shade already. Okay, sorry. Rant over. Maybe. In any case, the Marauders have just been on my mind a lot lately, and that's got me wondering about their, like, unique ability for most of them to be able to turn into animals. So today, I want to try and tackle the question, how do you become an Animagus? Hey, brother! Have you ever wondered what you would do if you found yourself in a post-apocalyptic world that's been ravaged by a deadly virus inflicted by aliens? Or have you ever wondered to yourself, what am I going to do this weekend with my friends, family, significant other, dog? Let's face it, we all know it's both, but don't worry guys, I have just the thing for you. From the makers of Hunt a Killer, the popular true crime mystery game comes Escape the Invasion, the sci-fi game where you're a survivor on a rapidly dying earth after an alien invasion. Alice and I started with the Hunt a Killer series last year, and I was so excited to dive back into the process with Escape the Invasion. For me, this is one of the most fun ways to spend a date night at home. Or if you feel like tackling it on your own, there is a great online community of people where you can exchange theories and help others out. You can get yours now for 20% off by going to escapetheinvasion.com slash SCB. Again, that is 20% off your order at escapetheinvasion.com slash SCB. Link is in the description down below. Okay, so of the magical accomplishments achieved by the Marauders while they were at school, including inventing a map that was capable of detecting someone hidden under a deathly hallow, none is perhaps more impressive than their ability to turn into animals. Especially when you hear what has to be done in order to do it, and even more especially or when you consider the fact that James, Sirius, and Peter were only 15 when they mastered it. Because becoming an Animagus is not only like heavily monitored by the Ministry of Magic, but it's also insanely difficult to do. That said, this is one of those rare instances where we know exactly what is required in order to do it. A few years ago, JK Rowling released a collection of eBooks that were just designed to continue to expand this wizarding world. And one of those books was titled Short Stories from Hogwarts of heroism, hardship, and dangerous hobbies. In this ebook, it literally just breaks down the arduous process of becoming an Animagus. And like always, whenever we're just given a direct answer to something, it almost invites more questions than it actually gives us answers. But don't you worry, I think we have most of it figured out. But before you go and try it yourself, here are a few things to consider before heading down 
this path. The book tells us that even if you do absolutely everything right throughout the entirety of the process, you can still trip at the finish line and just become stuck as an animal that has no idea who or what you are. Which, by the way, totally makes me think that 100% there is an animal somewhere in the series that is actually someone who did it wrong. What are you doing here, Bob? I don't know though, like for real, like maybe Crookshanks? I feel like he's always sort of described as being like a little extra too smart. Or you know what? Maybe even just Wormtail because I'm not 100% sure that he ever stopped being a rat. I mean, I mean, can you even tell the difference? And second, there is no way of knowing what kind of animal you're ultimately going to turn into, which like, can you imagine if you got through the whole process correctly and you turned into like a, a trout or something? How do you even prepare for that possibility? Like, do you just take the final step like next to a lake just in case. And finally, it's gonna hurt bad. Let's get started. Okay, so step one is probably the easiest one to mess up in the process of becoming an Animagus, and it's probably gonna feel like it's taking a month. Because it does. Step one involves keeping a mandrake leaf in your mouth for an entire month without accidentally swallowing it or ever spitting it out. Here goes nothing. And that's 30 seconds. I think we're gonna call that enough. Honestly, this alone feels impossible. Like, what do you do when you're sleeping or like eating other food? How do you not like accidentally swallow it or just chew it up? And what counts as a month? Like, is the best possible month to become an Animagus like February because there's fewer days? Well, at least on that question, we do have an answer. They do actually specify that you need to have it in your mouth from full moon to full moon. And what's interesting about that is the moon itself like kind of goes on to play a pretty big role in this process like going forward too. And in case you were wondering like why a mandrake leaf specifically, I think we have it answer to that thanks to Hermione in Chamber of Secrets. Mandrake, or Mandragora, is a powerful restorative and is used to turn people who have been transfigured or cursed back to their original state. So what we think is happening here is that during that entire month, what your body is actually doing is absorbing those like restorative properties from the leaf. So that once you actually go through the transformation, you're like capable of coming back. It's basic science. But that leaf journey is not done once you're done sucking on it. Okay, but seriously, like who wrote suck on it? Like it's a leaf, not a lemon drop. These are lemon drops. Almost had it. You have got to be kidding me. Some people say that mandrake leaves actually taste like lemons, so. Maybe they're exactly like lemon drops. The point is though, that leaf's work is not done. In fact, like the entire month you spent like, you know, sucking on your mandrake leaf, you also probably would need to be getting like all the other stuff ready. Because at that final full moon, you are going to be putting the leaf into a crystal vial as the first step in creating a potion. And it's important that you're doing it at the full moon because that potion needs to be getting direct Moonlight. In fact, having pure rays from the moon is so important that if it is cloudy on that second full moon, you have to start the leaf thing all over again. If it is in fact a clear night though, the other thing you add with the leaf to the vial is one of your own hairs. That idea is super reminiscent of the Polyjuice Potion and I have a feeling has a lot to do with that same idea of the ability to transform back into yourself after converting into an animal. 
Then simply add a silver teaspoonful of dew, which actually sounds easy enough, except that the dew has to be collected, and if I'm understanding this correctly, from a place that has been untouched by sunlight or wait for it, human feet for seven days. And I'm kind of unsure about this one. Like, is that that hard to find? It is actually kind of confusing though, just because the like very nature of going to that place in order to collect it would sort of like, introduce your own human feet, right? Unless, you know, you like sent a squirrel to go and get it for you or something, which like, yeah, I don't see any other way around it. You're gonna have to train a squirrel. Or you could probably just use magic. My interpretation though, is that the not touched by humans part of it is like collecting something that is truly from nature. And the no sunlight part is indicating something that would otherwise be hidden. In other words, you're kind of revealing a hidden nature. And as for the dew itself, I think that has to do with like when dew is actually formed, either at dawn or dusk, which will come back into play later. And the final thing that you have to add to the vial, in addition to your mandrake leaf, hair from your own head, dew collected from weird circumstances, is a chrysalis from a death's head hawk moth. And now if you're in Europe, Africa, or Asia, you're in luck because where you live, these are fairly common and you can spot them by their distinctive skull-like pattern on their thorax. Also, if you want to get technical and you know I do, moths don't make chrysalis, they make cocoons. Butterflies actually make chrysalis, so. Either way, I feel like I know what they're going for, but that also doesn't really help all that much because this particular type of moth forms its cocoon underground, you know, where it's easy to see them. That was sarcasm, it's not easy to see them. Of all the ingredients though, this one to me feels like it is the most self-explanatory. It is literally the transformation process of a larva going to a moth. Which, when you think about it that way, aren't we all just a bunch of larva? But all right, you got your leaf, your hair, your dew, you dug up your cocoon, it's a clear night, now what? Now, all you have to do is put all of that into a vial, put it in a dark place, and wait for an electrical storm. Once lightning appears, the final stages will begin, but until that time, you need to be casting a spell on yourself every dusk and dawn. And the spell goes like this. You have to take the tip of your wand to your heart and recite the incantation. Amato animo animato animagus. Domo arigato Mr. Roboto. According to Harry Potter Wiki, this incantation roughly translates to, my love brings me life. I am obliged to become an animal wizard. Which to me seems like weird predictive text, but. Personally, I don't really feel like that like means much. Individually though, the words mean love, courage, and animate. And after doing this spell for a while, you will actually start to detect a second heartbeat. What's interesting here is that like, I don't think what it's suggesting is that you're growing a second heart, but there is still a beat. So where is it coming from? It does remind me a lot of Slytherin's Locket where Harry, Ron, and Hermione were able to actually like pick up on a little heartbeat that it had. Which kind of makes it sound like you're creating a second soul of sorts, or perhaps like even awakening a part of your soul that wasn't before. That also kind of adds up with the incantation, as if you're actually asking your soul to awaken or animate the animal part of itself. So then finally, lightning strikes and the moment is upon you. Once it appears in the sky, the vial should turn blood red and you should drink it immediately, performing the spell one last time. Your double heartbeat will get very intense. You'll get a vision of the animal you are to become. And then before you know it, 
Oh God, he was a trap. Oh. The curious thing about it to me, the first time I read it was, why does lightning activate it? But having thought about it, I think I understand. Lightning in Harry Potter pretty firmly represents death. The chapter where Albus Dumbledore dies is called the Lightning Struck Tower, and the Avada Kedavra spell leaves a lightning-shaped scar on Harry's forehead. In the case of the Animagus though, the lightning isn't really killing you as much as it is sort of killing the version of you that couldn't turn into an animal. It really ties back into the idea of metamorphosis. You're literally being reborn as someone who can be an animal wizard. Even the peculiar skull marking on the death's head hawk moth ties into this. Like it's been reborn, but it also has the mark of death on it. Anyway, as I think you can tell in Harry Potter, becoming an animagus isn't just as simple as casting a spell or getting really good at casting a spell. It takes serious time, dedication, planning, and the courage to embrace the wilder side of yourself and literally be reborn, sometimes as a trout. So Ben, or well, actually really just you guys, uh, I know you don't really have a choice, but my question for you is if you could choose what animal you would become, what do you think you would choose? Let me know all of your thoughts in the towel section down below. Guys, thanks as always for watching today's video. Please remember to leave a like on it if you haven't already and subscribe so you don't miss any future Harry Potter action from us. If you want to see what, oh, gotcha, yes, why uh, Draco Malfoy's actually a werewolf, you can uh, check out this video right here. Or if you want to see why Venom is a butterfly, you can check out this video right here. But uh, I'm going to go put this in a river.